0: except for one. <laughs> right. Good morning. It's nice to be with you. It's nice to share this day with you again. And all honor and glory goes to our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank you, Chris. Thank you, Sonia. It's nice to be with you guys again. It's nice to see old family again and to meet new family as well. So praise the Lord for that. But it's all about our Lord Jesus, so let us pray together first. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we want to glorify your name today. We know the Bible says we two or three are gathered in my name. I am in their midst. Lord, the enemy is trying his best to shut down your word, to shut down your churches. But you said the gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. And we glorify your name for that, Lord. We know you're here this morning. It's not always about big numbers, Lord. It's all about you being among us, whether we're only two or three. And we pray that you alone will be glorified today. We pray that your Holy Spirit will take me out of the way, that I will not be the one speaking, Lord, but that your Holy Spirit will speak in and through me, and that all of us will be willing to hear the truth of the Word of God. And thank you, Father, that you give us the authority to say to Satan, we bind your works now. You will not steal this message from the ears of the children of God, and you will leave in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, now we pray that you will cover us with your blood. We pray that you will set up your angels all around us and that you yourself will be a wall of fire round about us so that this place will be a safe place while we're busy. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Please take us by the hand and lead us now. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, is so this sound okay? Are we, are we proceeding? I know I'm going to take a lot of your time today. And people say to me, but you know, this is very long. Okay, I'll speak fast, so you better listen fast. (laughs) Then it might not be that long. But tomorrow evening, it's the start of Yom Teruah and the Feast of the Trumpets. And we all know that the possibility is very, very great that our king will come on Yom Teruah. So if he does come tomorrow evening, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you are not willing to sit through this lecture, <laughs> then uh, you might wish you sat a little bit longer. So let's do this and take it on. The day is still young. I'm going to speak to you about to escape what? What is there to escape in these end times that we're living in? We don't do a study of this always, and people don't want to hear this, because the moment that you speak to people about this, they say to you, oh, but you're making me afraid. Okay, so get ready. Because if you're ready, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Amen. Why should you be afraid if you're ready? You see, most of the time, people are not ready to meet our King and our Savior personally, and yet they say they wear the label of Christian, but they're not ready. So get ready. Every moment of every day. I'm going to speak on three different points. Number one, the wrath and vengeance of God. Number two, what will happen to those who are obedient to Jesus? And number three, what will happen to those who are left behind after the rapture happens? Because remember, one of the things, and Chris will be speaking about this, I believe, tomorrow evening, is that Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, was also the day on which the kings in Israel got married. Am I right, Chris? So yes, the king is coming for his bride. So we must be ready to be part of his bride. So 2 Corinthians 1 verse 13, and you know I always start with this verse, says, for we write none other things unto you than what ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end. And today we will read what the Bible says, what we need to escape that will happen in these end times before the second coming of Jesus. Jesus. Because in Matthew 22, verse 29, Jesus said, Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures, nor the power of God. And that is true to this very day. Most Christians err because they do not know the Scriptures. And why don't they know the Scriptures? They don't know the author of the Scriptures. They're not in a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. But they wear the label of Christian. How can you be Christ-like? Because that's what the word Christian means, to be like Christ if you don't read what Christ wants us to do and how we're supposed to live. Now 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's a very important verse, my brother and sister. We must understand all scripture. From Genesis 1 verse 1 to Revelation 22 verse 21 is given by inspiration of God so that we can learn from this. What God wants us to do, how God wants us to live, and all the exciting things that will happen In the future as well now there's a a slide that Nick says is a very busy slide so let me explain to you this very busy slide in short in the sense that Jesus came from his father's house 2,000 years ago he came to earth and then he died on a cross for us he was resurrected remember physically always remember that not just spiritually and then he ascended to be with his father in his house so for the past 2,000 years, we find ourselves in what we call the church time, the church period, or the church dispensation. And then there will be the day that Jesus will come to rapture his bride, and that we will meet him in the air. The war of the Gog and the Magog will be more or less right day when it happens. And people, if you see what's going on in Israel, and you see what's going on in Afghanistan, and you see what's going on in Arabia and all these places, and you understand who the Bible is talking about on Gog and Magog, you will understand the nations that comprise Gog and Magog are already ready for Ezekiel 38 and 39. The war of Ezekiel 38 and 39 it's on the brink of happening. The rapture will be will happen there. Oops, there. Why Okay. is not get the batteries flackers. The other battery. Okay. So, let's proceed with the line. You can see what I'm trying to show you. <laughs> okay, leave it there, leave it there. Don't touch it. Okay, so what will happen then is we will be away. The bride, the church who is ready, the people who are all ready in the church, They will be raptured. We will meet Christ in the air. Then we will be with him. We're going to his father's house, John 14, verse 2 and 3. And then there will be a seven-year period where we will have the marriage supper of the Lamb and also where the righteous will appear before the bema seat of Christ to receive their rewards in that period of time. In the same time down here upon the earth will be seven years of tribulation, three and a half years of tribulation. Then after that, The revelation of the Antichrist in the sense that he will stand up in the temple in Jerusalem and say that he is God and they must worship him alone. Then the last three and a half years will be the period of the great tribulation. And then after that, we will have the second coming of Jesus. And when he comes again with his followers from heaven, it would not be just with the angels. This is actually a thing I discuss in much detail in my book on the rapture but I'm going just to just give it to you shortly. Then will be the sheep and the goat judgment, where Jesus will, where all the nations will stand before the throne of Jesus. Those are the nations that come through the seven years of tribulation, that survive through that whole period. What I'm going to tell you today and what I'm going to show you today is all about the seven years of tribulation. Then there will be the thousand years of peace. Satan will be bound. The Antichrist and the false prophet will be thrown in the lake of fire. After the thousand years of peace, Satan will be unbound for a short period of time. Then he will get the Gog and the Magog together again for war, but there will be no war the second time because fire from heaven will consume them. Then Satan will be thrown in the lake of fire. Then will be the great white throne judgment of the unrighteous. So if you look at that, you'll see there are three different judgment seats. The one for the righteous, which is the bema seat of Christ, where we will receive our rewards. The sheep and the goat judgment for the nations that survive through the seven years of tribulation. And then the great white throne judgment for the unrighteous. So the second two judgments are not applicable to us. Only the first one is. And then after the great white throne judgment, eternity starts, new heaven and new earth. That's uh, the eighth day feast that Chris will speak about a little bit later. So that's in short. So let's see what the Bible says about that seven years period of time in the Bible. Luke 21, verse 34 to 36 says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares, for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Many people say to me, Tian, why do you believe in a rapture prior, prior to the tribulation? Is there a one verse in the Bible that makes you believe that? Yes, that verse. That is the one verse that absolutely makes me believe in a rapture prior to the tribulation. Because if you see what it says, Hello, Rebels? Verse 36 says, watch ye. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, watch ye therefore and pray always. That means there's something you and I must do. It's not just something that will fall into your lap and oh, you can keep on going, doing what you want in life and you will still be happy with you. No, watch and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all. Oh, look at that yellow circle that I drew there to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So I must watch and pray always to be deemed worthy. That means some people are not watching, they're not praying always, and they won't be deemed worthy to escape all these things. So the word escape in the Greek, ekwecho, means to flee out, escape or flee. So, what is there to escape in the end times? That's what we will look at. What follows hereafter are direct quotations from the Bible regarding things that will happen here upon the earth after the rapture of the saints, between Revelation 4 verse 1, because remember Revelation 4 verse 1, John speaks, he says, There was a voice from heaven, he saw an open door in heaven, and a voice saying, Come up hither, and I will show you what will happen hereafter, meaning after the period of the church up to Revelation 19, verse 11, when Jesus comes out of heaven again with his saints after the seven years of tribulation. Number one, let's look at the wrath and the vengeance of God. Luke 21, verse 22 to 27 says, for these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. My brother and sister, we must understand one thing. How do we know we have the true book, the true faith, because the Bible is the only book in the world that contains prophetic word that were actually fulfilled from the Old Testament to the New Testament. There were actually 353 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus Christ, and Jesus fulfilled all 353 of them literally in the New Testament. For example, there are about 2,500 prophetic uh, uh, What's the word? Uh, prophetic? Words. No, well, not just words. Uh, predictions. Uh, that were fulfilled a few are outstanding these are some of them that are still outstanding but you see these things must come to pass that all things which are written may be fulfilled because God does not make mistakes up to now he has a hundred percent pass rate on his prophetic word he's not going to stop it now and say okay I'm happy let's leave the rest nope he's still going to let the rest be fulfilled as well And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then, in other words, after the days of God's wrath or vengeance, shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So, there will be days of vengeance, of God's wrath, of His vengeance, and after those days of vengeance the whole world will see the Son of Man coming. Remember, because at the rapture, the whole world will not see Him. Only His obedient disciples who are ready. How do we know that? Well, after Jesus was resurrected, He was upon the earth for 40 days still before He ascended to heaven. And in those 40 days, only His obedient disciples saw Him, not the rest of the world. It's the same thing with the rapture. Only those who are ready will see him because we will go to be with him in the clouds. And people don't even (laughs) think about looking at all these movies and stuff about, you know, people moving up slowly into the air and everybody looking after them and all that. The Bible says in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye, you will be there. You won't even think what's happening, then you'll be there. You won't even realize what's happening, and you'll be there. If you're ready. If you're ready. Then, after that seven-year period of tribulation, the whole world, all the nations shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 and 8 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on. Now I want you to note who is he going to take vengeance on. Number one, them that know not God, and, number two, that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are two groups. The one group are the unbelievers, those who don't want to know anything about God. The second group are believers, but they are not obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the five unwise virgins. We have the five wise virgins, and we have the five unwise virgins. The foolish virgins. Those are the believers that are not obeying the gospel of Jesus Christ. The vengeance will be upon them as well because they will stay behind. Again, as I, said, I discussed that in my book in much detail. Nahum 1 verse 2 says, God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. So, has that happened yet? No, it hasn't happened yet. So this is one of the prophetic words that will still be fulfilled in that seven year period. Zephaniah 1 verse 14 to 18, "The great day of the Lord is near, it is near and hasteth great, greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring distress upon men, that they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord. And their blood shall be poured out as dust, and their flesh as the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. My brother and sister, do you really want to stay behind in all that? you really want to say, no, I don't agree with you, I don't want to worry about this now, I'll worry about that later. There might not be a later, it might be Monday evening. (laughs) oh I would so love it if it is eh? I would so love it if it is I'm so looking forward to being with the king but it's the day of wrath and Psalm 79 verse 6 says pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name that has not yet happened my brother and sister that will be the period of wrath it's in the seven years of the tribulation upon the earth Revelation 6, verse 12 to 17 says, And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and, lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of His wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And it's interesting, you can go and do your own research about this, how many under-earth bunkers are being built by the Freemasons and the leaders of the world and the uh, governments of the world. They're building bunkers down into the earth to escape the apocalypse. Strange that they know something is coming. And they think they can escape God says they will not escape it. they will not escape but he says though they dig into hell from thence my hand shall take them okay so they say well we've got an international space station we'll go up he says though they climb up into heaven from thence my hand will take them you know so they can go wherever they want God will bring them back here and they will be in his wrath okay so they can do what they want. God is still God. He's still God and He still reigns. Revelation 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And again, you must remember now Revelation 4, verse 1 is the rapture. Revelation 19, verse 11 is when Jesus comes back after the seven years of tribulation. So, Revelation 16, verse 1 is during the seven years of tribulation. The wrath of God, the vows of the wrath of God. We'll look at at that a little later as well. Number two, what will happen to those who are obedient to Jesus? Zephaniah 2, verse 1 1, to 3 says, Gather yourself together, yea, gather together, O nation not desired, before the decree bring forth, before the day passes the chaff." Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness, it may be. Ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. To seek the Lord, if you seek his righteousness, his holiness, spend time with God, in personal relationship with him and his word, you will be hid. In the day of the Lord's anger you see if God does not hide us in the day of his anger if God needs to pour out his wrath upon his own children who are really obedient to him I'm not talking about the five foolish virgins they're not obedient I'm talking about the obedient virgins the wise virgins so if God needs to pour out his wrath upon the wise virgins then why did Jesus die? Then Jesus did not have to die. He did not have to suffer because we're going to suffer for our own sins then. No, Jesus died. So that those who are obedient to him really seek righteousness, seek him, seek meekness, you will be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Otherwise, Jesus died for nothing. And that is not true. Hello? welcome. You see, because 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 10 says, And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So people say to me, but Tian, that verse refers to the wrath of hell. Yeah, sure. You can add that to that as well, because God's wrath will be in hell as well. But we are talking about a period of God's wrath which is the seven years of tribulation, and we will be delivered from that period of wrath. For God delivered us from the wrath to come. Jesus did. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 9 repeats it. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus delivered us from the wrath. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So his obedient children will not be going through his wrath. But then I must watch and pray always. Seek him. Seek his righteousness. Seek sanctification. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to show you what might still be in your life that is not in line with the word of God. So if God has not appointed us to wrath, why would he let those children of his, who are totally obedient to his word and his instructions and who prepare themselves for his return, go through his wrath? Is God divided against himself? Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, verse 25, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. So is God divided against himself? No. If he says he has not appointed us to wrath, if he says Jesus has delivered us from wrath, why would he let us go through his wrath? He will not. He's not divided against himself. Revelation 3 verse 10. Uh, 3 verse 10, I'll get to that now. No, God's kingdom is definitely not divided against itself. What kind of a father Father chastises his children in wrath? when they are obedient to his instructions and when they really do everything he told them to do before he returns home. Not our heavenly father. What kind of a father are you? You know, if you're a dad of children and you tell your son, son, please wash my car before I come back tonight. And when you come back home, you see that car is shining like never before. He bought some extra wax and he put wax on it and he waxed it and he washed it. And it's shining. And you say to him, son, did you wash my car like this? Did you shine my car like this? Yes, dad, I did. Come here. Hit him right over the car. Is that the way you do it as a father? So what makes you think our heavenly father will do that? What makes you think our heavenly father will let us go through his wrath if we are obedient to his word? That's why he says in Revelation 3 verse 10, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Has that happened yet? No, it hasn't happened yet. Across the world. So many people say, but you know, the floods in China and the floods in Germany, that's God's wrath. It's in Germany, it's in China, it's not on the whole world. It's coming upon the whole world, my brother and sister. That has not happened yet, it's still coming. Hebrews 9 verse 26 to 28 says for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation why am I showing you that because people say and that's one of the things that the Roman Catholic Church teaches is as Christ suffered so also must the church suffer no no We don't have to go through his wrath. Why? Because he has sacrificed himself once. He does not have to be sacrificed again. And we don't have to be sacrificed in the the sense that we have to atone for our own sins during the time of tribulation. If we know who we are in Christ, and we know that which he has done for us, we know we can be taken away and be with him. But then we must watch and pray always. These verses are very clear that Jesus' sacrifice that happened once in the history and existence of the earth was enough. Those of us who believe in him, who are obedient to him, who are getting ready for his return, do not have to carry our own sins and do not have to be punished in very extreme ways for our sins for seven years before he returns. We don't have to. Number three, what will happen to them that are left behind? Revelation 13 verse 1 to 9 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And look at this now. And the dragon gave him his power. Who's the dragon? That's Satan. And his seed and great authority. So Satan will give the Antichrist his power. Satan will give the Antichrist his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. That means the whole world will say, wow, this man has the answers for everything. Why do you think is everything tumbling and crumbling and imploding at this stage? Because it needs to happen so that one man can stand up one day and say, but I've got all the answers. I've got all the answers for the sicknesses and for the viruses and for the finances and for all this. And people will say, let's follow this man. you know, many, 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 many years ago, in one of the United Nations uh, uh, speeches of one of the ministers, one guy actually said, send us such a man, and whether he be man or demon, we will follow him. They actually said it in a speech. An official speech. Whether he be man or demon, we will follow him. And that's what will happen. The whole world will wonder after the beast. The whole world will say, this is the man that we must follow. And then it proceeds to say, and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. So they worshiped Satan, who gives his power to the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. That's three and a half years. It's The last three and a half years of the tribulation. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So we will see what will happen to him. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the moment you say that, people say, but look at that. It says he will make war with the saints. That means we have to stay behind. We have to be in the tribulation because we are the saints. No, those are what we call the tribulation saints. The people staying behind. You see, the five foolish virgins, when they see their families are gone, They will suddenly realize, but mom was right. My dad was right. My brother was right. My husband was right. So Jesus will be coming back. So I know I must stand up for the truth now. And they will be killed by the Antichrist. How? The Bible says they will be decapitated. So I always say to people, you have one of two choices. You can either get ready and get to heaven with your head upon your body, or you can get there with your head under your arm. But you can get there, you know, so... You decide how you want to get there. I'll <laughs> other, other have my head. I okay, no, it's not true. But in any case, but they will be decapitated, all right? So this is the whole thing. They will be decapitated. And all that dwell upon the nation, hang on, had to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all, look at that word, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. So, the ones staying behind, the ones that are not obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the five foolish virgins, they, their names, I believe, are in the book of life. Why? Because they've chosen for Jesus. So they will stand up. They will be overcome by the Antichrist. They will be killed and they'll end up in heaven. The rest, whose names are not written in the book of life, they will not be. They will not be there, except if they stand up in that time and understand what's going on, because many, many people will be safe. Look at that now. And I beheld another beast. You see, when people read Revelation 13, they think the whole of Revelation refers to one beast. No, there are two beasts. Because now it says in verse 11 to 18, and I beheld another beast. This is now the false prophet, who I believe is the Pope, uh, coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Why do I say I believe it's the Pope? Because all the religions in the world are already being pulled into Roman Catholicism. They are all bowing to the Pope already. They've all kissed his ring and accepted that the Roman Catholic Church is above them all. And that's why when he stands up one day and he says, that is the man that you Christians must worship. That is the man that you Muslims must worship. That's your Imam, the Imam Mahdi. You've been waiting for the Imam Mahdi. That's the Imam Mahdi. You uh, uh, Hindus, that's Lord Krishna. You've been waiting for Lord Krishna. That's him over there. You must worship him. And they will all listen to him. And he causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he, this is now the second beast, the false prophet, he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he hath had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by sword and did live. So the false prophet will say, we will now erect an image, a statue of this beast that must be worshipped. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause, now look at this, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causes us all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And his number is 603 score and 6. 666. Six, six. The thing that we must understand, that mark, is during the last three and a half years of the tribulation. So what we have now is not yet the mark of the beast is desensitizing the people to be ready to take it. And now Satan causes Christians to fight with each other so much about shall I take the vaccination or not that nobody is making disciples of nations anymore because families are being torn apart by this whole thing. But we must understand the true mark of the beast is there but if you take this thing now, it's already getting people ready to desensitize them, never mind people being killed through that. But the true mark of the beast goes along with the worship of the beast. The worship of the beast and his image. What's happening now is not yet, yeah, it's the Antichrist system. Yes, you're quite right. It's the Antichrist system. But the Bible does not say, say that they will worship the Antichrist system. They will worship the beast. They will worship that person and his image standing in the temple in Jerusalem. So people say, no, 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 but you know our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. There will not be a third temple in Jerusalem. I've got news for you. It's ready to be built. All the materials are ready. I've seen the temple material in the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. I've been there. They're ready to build that building. And you know, if they build that building... What will happen, then the Jews will be able to sacrifice on the Temple Mount again. And the Bible also says after three and a half years, the Antichrist will stop the sacrifices. For the sacrifices to be stopped, they need to start again. They cannot be stopped yet because they can't get on the Temple Mount. So the moment that happens, we will know these things will happen. Yes, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I agree, the Bible says that. But that speaks about a physical temple in Jerusalem. Where this man will stand up and say, I am God and you all must worship me. And the Pope, the false prophet, will agree with that. Revelation 20 verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them. Now, this is the verse. The souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. My brother and sister, look exactly what the Bible says. And remember, we write unto you none other things than what you read or acknowledge. The problem is, many people just want to spiritualize the book of Revelation. Yes, certain stuff in the book of Revelation is symbolic. Yes, certain of the things in there is spiritual, but there's a physical aspect in there as well that we must not miss. It says forehead or hand. Has anybody been injected in their hands yet? No. But so many people go into fear. We spoke about it a week or so ago, mine and myself, regarding, you know, people say, but okay, but what will happen? Will we be able to drive if they do this? If they don't allow us to, the well, that's that day's problem. It hasn't happened yet today. Let's not go into fear about what might happen tomorrow, the day after, or the month after. Let's live for today. Give us today our daily bread. Let's do what the Bible says we must do today, and that is make disciples of all nations. Because people are falling into hell right next to us, and we don't do anything about it. Because we're fighting about the vaccine. Instead of getting people saved. But the thing is, those people will be beheaded, those which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And again, the word there in the Greek for hand is cheri, cheri. Need I cheri but cheri. It's spelled K-H-I-R-E, pronounced cheri, and it means hollow as in grasping. So it can't be on. It's hand. It'll be a mark upon the hand and they lived and they reigned with Christ a thousand years so those people even though they died during the tribulation period will also live and reign with Christ a thousand years now let's look at the seven trumpets during the seven years of tribulation Revelation 8 verse 2 says and I saw the seven angels which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets and the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. Now this is from Revelation eight verse six to thirteen. And the first angel sounded, and they followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Has that happened yet ever in, upon the earth? No, it hasn't. So that will happen during the period of the tribulation. Number two, and the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. Sounds like a comet to me, more or less, or a star or something, or a volcano. We'll see. No, we won't see. We won't be here. Whoever is left behind will see. Send us a WhatsApp to just confirm what was that, actually. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But, uh, But it'll happen. And as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. Has that ever happened upon the earth? No. So people send me some videos about a a river in China that turned to blood. And they say, this is the fulfillment of the Revelation 8 verse 6 prophecy. I'm sorry, that's a river in China. It's not all seas. Uh, People with the trumpets, yeah. Number three, and the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. That's a comment. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And if you go and listen to the studies and see what the people study about Wormwood, there is a star out there called Wormwood that they believe will hit Earth around about 2025, if I'm correct, more or less. So, that I, yeah. so uh, yeah. Number four, the fourth angel sounded. And the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. For the guys who will be staying behind, they are being taught and desensitized to get ready for a third part of the day not having sun. It's called load shedding. (laughs) All right? (laughs) So, you'll be getting ready, you know? So, there will be huge celestial load shedding. (laughs) One part, one third will not be... The sun will not be shining, no. But in any case, you see people, these things have still not happened yet. They are to be fulfilled during the period of tribulation. And I beheld, now look at this. We've seen four angels now that have sounded their trumpets. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe. And remember the word woe means calamity and disaster. Calamity and disaster waits. Elinda to the inhabitants, inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Okay, we've looked at the first three. No, we've looked at four. There are seven. Which are yet to sound. Now, those first four were bad enough. Now, why woe, woe, woe? Three times. Because the calamity and disaster will be escalating in that time. hello Revelation 9 verse 1 to 12 says this is the fifth one now and the fifth angel sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth another one no this is another star and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. what star was that that's a demon that's a demon And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. My brother and sister, the only men that will have the seal of God in their foreheads during the seven years of tribulation are the 144,000 Jewish men. The only ones that will have that seal of God in their foreheads during the tribulation period. So, That thing opening this pit now, they will come out of the locusts upon the earth. So all these locusts coming on Ethiopia and on Kenya and all that, they say to me, but that is the fulfillment of this prophecy. Nope. You don't want to be there because that's a woe, woe, woe. And it was commanded them, they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men. Look at that. Only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So the rest of the world. And to them, it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it and shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. They'll try to commit suicide. They won't be able to. They won't be able to, and they had the king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue has his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and well, there come two woes more hereafter. People, this is scary stuff. Do you really want to take the chance, I'm saying, but I don't believe in this stuff, I'm not worried about this, uh, I'm just going on with my life. We have to get ready Watch and pray always so that you can flee from all these things coming upon the earth. Verse 13 to 19, number 6, And the sixth angel sounded, and the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year, for to slay the third part of men. You know, 4.5 million people have died from the coronavirus, they say. One third of the world's population will die when this happens. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of jack and, and brim, brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouths issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths, out of these horses. One-third part of people dying upon the whole earth. And that's why many people who believe we will stay behind, that we must go through the tribulation say, oh, I just hope I'm part of the two-thirds that will not die. Revelation 10 verse 7. Number 7, the seventh trumpet. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. So when the seventh trumpet sounds, the mystery is finished. Then everything is fulfilled. As I said, those seven angels will blow their trumpets during the seven year tribulation period. And what will be the terrible results of those trumpets being blown? Number one, hail and fire mingled with blood falling upon the earth, killing one third of all trees and burning all green grass. So now, I want you, you know, we've, we've read every verse separately. Now add all this together. Look at the whole, people, the whole picture together. Number two, a comet or something similar falling into the sea, causing one-third of the sea to become blood, one-third of all sea creatures to die, and one-third of all ships to be destroyed. Number three, a second comet or something similar falling onto the rivers and fountains of water, and one-third of all water becoming so bitter that many people will die as a result thereof. Number four, one third of the sun and the moon and the stars being darkened so that one third of the day and the night will be darkened. Number five, terrible beings being set free from the bottomless pit to torment the people on the earth for five months in such a way that people will wish they could die, but they would not be able to. This is all happening during the same time now. Number six, four angels and their terrible armies being loosed to kill one third of all men through smoke and fire and brimstone. And then number seven, God's mystery is coming to an end as revealed to his prophets. Now, it is interesting to note how people err. Jesus said, ye do err, not knowing your scriptures, nor the power of God. President Donald Trump was inaugurated as president of the USA at the end of 2016. And suddenly people started sending me text messages saying that he was the fulfillment of the seventh Trump that the Bible speaks about. Excuse me? If that was true, what happened to the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the six other trumpets and their terrible consequences? When did all that happen? Yeah, but you know, uh, about 700 years ago, something similar to that happened. Yeah, it was not upon the whole earth. The seven seals and the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Just look at this quickly. If I can get this to work, then it'll be quickly. Ah, in Revelation 6, verse 1 and 2. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth, conquering and to conquer, because the whole world will wonder after this beast. This is the Antichrist. He will conquer the whole world, and everybody will follow him and think he's this awesome leader. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So now people will start killing each other during that time as well, because the Antichrist forces will kill the tribulation saints staying behind, and they will even kill each other. Because remember, there's no honor among thieves. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou heard not the oil and the wine. This is referring to famine upon the earth during the tribulation period. Because the other day, somebody sent me an email again saying, but the horsemen are running already. No, I'm sorry, they're not. They will only run during the tribulation period. Those four horsemen of the apocalypse are only running during the period of tribulation. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Look at all that. Power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth. That means a quarter of all the people upon the earth. Because people now look at that word, the pale horse, and they say, but that word pale in green is uh, in Greek <laughs> is green. It's chloros It uh, actually means green. So you know the coronavirus passport is green. So that refers to this green passport that we are getting. And that means that the fourth horse is running with coronavirus. I'm sorry, it's not true it will be during the tribulation period that this will happen. And they will kill a fourth of the earth. One quarter of 7.8 billion people, my dear friends, are about 2 billion people. Only 4.5 million have died so far, according to their statistics that nobody can believe. But they will be killed with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Look at this now. You have all seen videos about comets and meteors hitting the earth, and what the effect upon the earth crust is when that hits the earth. It says the stars of heaven will fall upon the earth. Not one or two or three stars. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Himalayas? Mamalayas. They're not there anymore. They moved. Said Africa too. South Africa too. So somewhere else. But again, just, let's just read what the Bible says. It says, every mountain and island. Hawaii? Mm-mm. Kalahari, no. So they will move. Every island and mountain were moved out of their places. Where well, they'll end up, we'll see when we come back, because we're going to need to work and restore all that with Jesus. We've got work to do when we come back. Let's look at the seven vials now. Revelation 16, verse 1 and 2, and again, people, Revelation 16, after Revelation 4, before Revelation 19, before Jesus returning with his saints, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. So again, the confirmation that that period will be the period of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth and fall a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. So people say, yeah, but some of the people that have received the vaccine now, they get sores on their bodies. That's the confirmation. That's the fulfillment. No, I'm sorry. Because of the stuff that they put in these things, that this happens, that's not the sore that this refers to because that's not the mark of the beast yet as we've seen. Just read your own Bibles for yourself and you will see. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. The blood of a dead man stings, my brother and sister. And every living soul died in the sea. Can you see the escalation through the trumpets, the horsemen, the vials? through the seven-year period. It escalates. Revelation 16, verse 4 to 6, And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. The rivers and the fountains of waters will become blood. And I heard the angel of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. This is the wrath of God. I can tell you, I believe God is the epitome of love and of grace and of compassion and of mercy. So let's say this is God's grace, his compassion, his love, and his mercy. Mercy, If I can use my little hand to symbolize that. Then he's wrath. wrath is equally as big on this side. If you don't accept this, you will receive this. And that God is sitting on that throne and he loves us all and he wants us all to be with him. And I tell you, on the one side, I think he's working himself up into a really good rage about what the world is doing and about what what people are doing to his children. And he's getting ready for that day because he's God he's still God Revelation 16 verse 8 and 9 and the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give him glory my word how thick skin can you be even though the sun burns your skin off. You're still blaspheming God and you're not willing to repent. How thick skin can people be? They don't want to worship God. Verse 10 and 11, And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. So even the kingdom of the Antichrist and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. Such a mighty earthquake coming upon the earth. And I really believe when we come back after the seven years, we're going to try and find Pretoria and Joburg and Cape Town and uh, New York and wherever and they might all have moved to some place else. And they fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. Every stone about the weight of a talent, My brother and sister, a talent is a thousand pounds, sorry, a thousand pounds, a hundred pounds. 45.3 kilograms, hailstones, 45 kilograms. So people phone me and they give me videos of hail that has fallen in Australia looking like baseballs, 45 kilograms, hailstones, not little balls, yes, yes. This will happen. And men, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. This has never happened upon the earth yet. Terrifying beyond human comprehension. Do you really want to take the chance on the opinions of people saying that these things are all only symbolical or spiritual and will not or cannot happen in such dreadful ways because people say, how can a loving God do these things? Loving God, the wrath of God. Same God. A loving God, but he's a righteous God. He's a righteous judge. He's a fair God. He's not unfair in any way. Now that you know what Jesus was referring to in Luke 21, verse 36, don't you think it is time to seriously start watching and praying so that you can also be deemed worthy to escape all these things that will come upon the earth after the rapture of the saints. What can you lose by watching and praying? What can you win? What can you win? You can disagree with me, that's fine. But after having watched this teaching, you will never be able to tell God you did not know why you had to watch and pray or that you did not know what the things are that Jesus said we should strive hard to escape in the end time. It is time to stop seeing the book of Revelation as only a spiritual or a symbolical book. Yes, certain things contained therein are symbolical. For example, the woman clothed with the sun and crowned with 12 stars, Revelation 12 verse 1, that symbolically refers to Israel as a nation. That's symbolical, sure. But the biggest part of that book was and is most definitely still going to be fulfilled in a literal and a physical way and a young man in the free state one day when we did the lecture on the rapture there he came to me afterwards he said to "Tian, you know what it's so awesome to think i'm reading about myself in the bible said where he said on that white horse coming back with jesus i'll be behind the king riding on that white horse i can't ride but i know i'll be able to ride then You see, no, but it's symbolical, man. Those white horses are only symbolical. (laughs) I've got news for you. They're already galloping. They're just waiting for us to get into the seat, to get there, to be there, to come back with Jesus. But then we must watch and pray. Remember, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, including the book of Revelation. Every verse that we looked at, Just think on this, except all these things that will happen during the seven years of tribulation, what else would we want to escape from? Or what is left to escape from after all that? Because after the seven years of God's wrath, we first have the thousand years of Jesus as a reign of peace upon the earth. And after that, the eternal new heaven and new earth, who wants to escape that? Now, I don't want to escape that. I want to be there. So, what is there to escape? The seven years of tribulation. All these things happening. That's what you want to escape. And again, all these things. Thus, if Jesus did not refer to all these terrible things that we would be able to escape from before they happen, in other words, by getting ready for the rapture before the seven years tribulation, by watching and praying always, What was he referring to that would happen specifically in the end times that we will need to escape from? There is nothing else that we would like to escape from. Because the rest we look forward to. The only things that we would like to escape from is that terrible, terrible time of the tribulation. So now, we've discussed this part here, the seven years of tribulation. And again, you know, that verse said, Watch and pray always so that you may may be deemed worthy to escape all these things. Because some people say, no, we have to go through the first three and a half years of the tribulation, and then there will be a rapture in the midst of the tribulation. No, the Bible does not say so that you can be worthy to escape some of these things. It says so that you can be worthy to escape all of these things coming during that time. The decision is now yours. Nobody else can make that decision on your behalf. Because my brother and sister, you and I will be standing before the throne of God alone one day. (laughs) But one day we will stand there. And he will ask you, my child, what did you do with my book? Did you really study it? Did you really watch and pray? Did you really speak to other people about me, about my coming, warning them? what did you do with my book? Did you get ready, my child? Or were you still playing the games with the rest of the world? But I tell you today, my brother and sister, see what the enemy is doing with this whole thing regarding the vaccines. He's tearing families apart. He's tearing Christian people apart. Let's be the light of the world. Let's be the salt of this world until the end let's stop fighting with each other about this and let's get people saved. You want to die? It's your decision. You can die whenever you want. I'm so looking forward to be with the king. If you die of this thing, you'll be with the king. If you die of this thing, you'll be with the king. If you die because they decapitate your head for the king, you'll be with the king. That's the whole thing. Just ensure that you are with the king in the end and not the king of Hades. Well, he's not the king of Hades. He will burn in Hades. But Satan, yeah, wow, I'm thinking on this. Remember one thing. Satan does not rule from hell, my brother and sister. He is not the king of hell. Hell was created by God for the devil and his demons and those who are disobedient to God. So don't listen to people saying to you that, you know, Satan attacks us out of hell and his demons come out of hell to attack us. No, 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 they will burn in hell. He's the prince of the air, the Bible says. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but but against the demonic hosts in the air. So when people say, no, but you know, they're coming out of hell to attack me. No, they're not. They will burn in hell one day. That's why somebody said to me once, if Satan reminds you about your past, remind him about his future. Because he's going to burn in hell he's going to burn in hell. My brother and sister, remember, we do not serve a dead God. Jesus said in Revelation 1, verse 17 and 18, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And all honor and glory goes to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He that made this possible for us. Because if we have to go through that, he did not have to come. But he came. And he died on that cross so that we can escape that but then we must ensure that we are really in an intimate, personal loving, on fire relationship with him walking in fire because if we don't walk in that fire, if we are lukewarm, he will spit us out of his mouth and guess where you'll be then choose your vial, choose your trumpet Choose your horse. chloros, or white. Or red. Well, not the white ones. Remember the white ones. They're separate, but that single white one. Choose your horse. If you want to stay behind. I really want to ensure that I'll be ready. And I really would like you all to do the same. And the people streaming, live streaming as well. To really ensure that you're serious about this. God is not playing games. God is true to his word. This is one thing that I've learned the past 22 years, that God is true to his word. He does not say one thing and do another thing. When God says something, he will do that thing. Because he's true to his uncovenants. Amen? Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are a true Lord, a righteous Lord, a fair God who loves his children and who give us all the same chance. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will prick the hearts of the people who have listened to this message and that they will say, Lord, please start with me. I don't want to stay behind in this. I want to ensure that I am ready to be with Jesus in all eternity. I want to watch and pray always so that I can be deemed worthy to escape all these things that will come upon all the world. And to stand before the Son of Man. Because Lord Jesus, we so look forward to standing before you. And Lord, as that song says, I can only imagine. We have no clue in our finite little puny minds. What we will do on that day when we see you face to face for the first time, Lord. Will we even be able to stand? Will we fall flat upon our faces? Will we just kneel before you? Will we be crying hallelujah, will we be singing hosanna, what will we be doing Lord we can only imagine but we so look forward Lord and as we sung earlier Lord the spirit and the bride says come the spirit and the bride says come, come Lord Jesus we look forward Lord to your coming Maranatha, Amen thanks Chris